Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Kevin, guess what? What, Rob? We now have over 50 iTunes reviews. <sighs> Huzzah! Huzzah! Indeed! Oh. We are climbing those iTunes rating charts. That's amazing. Yeah. How do we climb even higher? Can you take <laughs> me high enough? Little Rock of Ages for you. Do you know I like that you took it up so high too? <laughs> you didn't even. You like went right to the tenor place. I was going to do climb. no Robert Goulet. Like, <laughs> no. Can you take me high enough? Thanks for coming out tonight. Ooh, and my falsetto there. <laughs> Thank you. And a little Sergio Frankie. Yeah, a little Sergio. It's never over. <laughs> Much like the 24-hour buffet down in the lobby of the Dunes Casino. Me and Sid the Caesar. Two nights only at the Mirage. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well... Lovely Ooh. listeners, this is where you come in. This is how we're going to climb those iTunes rating charts. That's right. Lovely listeners, if you love us, would you go to iTunes? Click on the iTunes store. Search for Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Then click on Ratings and Reviews. Under the Customer Reviews, click Write a Review. Then let us know what you think from one to five stars. That's right. And you can leave comments, too, like Kevin Thomas is a god. Or, Rob, who the hell is Hervé Villachez? Who, who, who is Hervé Via? Via? Oh my God! I fell for it again. You fell for it. That wasn't even the script. The man has never done one musical in his entire life, and he gets mentioned more than Stephen. Right, but I love him from James the Bond. Okay, anyway, guys, help us out, please. Thanks, everyone. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Curtain, and make sure to join our Facebook page at Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Broadway Curtain Podcast. Plus, you can always listen to our podcasts on Broadway World and Stitcher. Today's guest is one of the most respected actors working in the industry. His career has included plays, musicals, film, television. He is as comfortable bringing life to the words of Shakespeare and Chekhov as he is with the words of Neil Simon or August Wilson. Most of our listeners would recognize his powerful voice from the original cast recordings of Carolina Change, which, yes, listeners, you know, is one of my all-time favorites, one of my all-time favorite shows. And yes, I am excited that he's here right now. And the life for which he won a Tony Award. To tell us what it was like to work with Cy Coleman, Janine Tesori, George Wolfe, and what it's like to be the head of the Cooper acting dynasty, here is Chuck Cooper. <laughs> wow. Welcome. <laughs> that is an intro. Man. Yeah, we're excited. Man, I'm excited. It is yeah. a life, though, Char. My, my goodness. I, yeah, it is. It is unfurled far faster than I would ever have imagined. But yeah, yeah. here we are. Um, it looks like I might have a career. I think so. I think it's done. I think you've done pretty well. I'm thinking. I, I think you know, you're starting to. It's starting to sink in. I Does it ever really? I mean, do you ever look back and say, "Oh my gosh, like this is I did it," you know, or I'm doing it, or well, mostly what happens is I just live in this wash of gratefulness that I am here, and yeah. 
uh, and all of the wonderful things that I'm living right this second. You know, like this interview. I mean, this yeah. is like, this is wild. <laughs> you know, <I'll> <laughs> we have wanted you for the longest time. Yeah. When we first we, we started the podcast about a year ago, and right. you were one of the first names on the list. We, we made a list of people Cook. we wanted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's oh man. Yeah. Okay, seven. You're gonna give me the big head. <laughs> okay. So originally mm. from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. That's where I went to college. Yeah. Where, where'd you go to Cleveland? Uh, uh, Baldwin Wallace. Baldwin Wallace. Yeah, on the west side. Okay. Yeah. Where, right. where, where, where are you from I, I, on, on the east side. Cleveland yeah. is very segregated. There is black people on the east side yeah. and white people on the west side. Yeah. So I didn't even you didn't even have to tell me what side you was on. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Lakewood, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that there. Yeah. I, you know, it's weird. But yeah, so me, East Side, John uh, Adams High School, then went to Heights High High School in Cleveland Heights. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and, yeah. and did you do you find an interest in theater even then I, in high school? I, I, I tell people that I kind of grew up in the theater because my father was an actor at Caramu House yeah, in Cleveland, big, Ohio. Major theater. Yeah. Well, it it's, still, Car- it's called Caramu. Caramu. Mm-hmm. Caramu House. Yeah. It is uh, one of the oldest child, uh, not child, uh, oldest community theaters in the country. Yeah. And it is a part of a settlement house, which was the first integrated settlement house in the country. Wow. And it has quite a. a history and uh, legacy about it. And my father acted there in uh, productions in their uh, community theater pieces. And so I, I, I and I went, uh, the, uh, the Settlement House has a nursery school and I went to nursery school there. Oh my gosh. The, my, my godmother was a nursery school teacher yeah. and my father, just, I got in for free or whatever. And um, yeah, so I went to school. I went to nursery school in the theater. And he's a, and he, he's a singer. A, I mean, he sang with the Robert Shaw Corral, Robert Shaw, right? Boy, you did your homework. Well, I know. I just, you know, I see Whoa, things and I take note. Well, because that's kind of epic. I mean, the Robert yeah, Shaw Corral yeah. is yeah, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. major singing group. Major. Major. And classic, too. Like, oh, yeah. like classical music, yeah. too. I, I, my, my, uh, my treasured music are the choral pieces uh, that he sang with that chorale in my library. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my father uh, sang with Robert Shaw, went down to uh, sing with Pablo Casals and Festival Casals. Oh, and wow. um, Yeah, he had a, a gorge. For, all the guys, all, you know, it was mostly guys, his brothers, you know, only had uncles. Yeah. But um, except for my Aunt Rosie. I forgot your Aunt Rosie. I'm that. sorry. Um, they all sang. Everybody in the, our, our family sang. Huh. And when you go to a family union, you you got to bring it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see that. When you go to family Ooh. reunions, it's a big sing-along. Is well, that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to sing yeah. on that. Back in the day, <laughs> you know. We haven't had one in a long time, yeah. too long. But when I was coming up, we had them all the time. And uh, What's your favorite type of music to listen to? Back then, when you were growing up. Back then, when I was growing up. Famous singers. Uh, you know, famous. it was all the Mot- Motown. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was like, you know, a cornucopia of wonderfulness yeah but then i also got uh i got sarah vaughn i got uh you know ella i got uh tony bennett and mel torme and of course sammy sammy davis jr oh yeah the great so, sammy davis the jr. great yeah. sa- all just a moment of silence that's for sammy yeah. i like that one of the best Oh, One of the best to see live, and left us far too young. Oh my God, far too young. Quadruple lemony uh, uh, threat. I mean, he, there's nothing he couldn't do. Yeah. Oh, truly, yeah. and and, and, he de- and dedicated. We talked to Charles yeah. Strauss about him, and yeah. when he did Golden Boy, he yeah. stayed with it for years. I mean, yeah. he did it in the United States, did in London. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. Look, look on YouTube and hear any of his renditions of anything. Old Man River. Uh, I uh, got to be me of it. Anything. 
nobody styles a song like him. Nobody. Perfection. Perfe- yeah. yeah, really perfection. Yeah. Um, were you doing shows when you were in high school? I, I didn't do them in high school, although I worked at Kane Park. I did, too. You get out of here. Shut up. Stop it immediately. <laughs> I did. I did. I was Tony in West Side Story. <laughs> What's Kane Park? Kane Park is this big outdoor theater outdoor, in, Cleveland, yeah, big, in Cleveland Heights. Yeah, amphitheaters. It's yeah. huge. It's like huge. one of those like outdoor places that oh, really yeah, yeah. where there's like a cover. Well, I don't know if there, there's a cover then. And uh, well, and, and, yeah, they've got that yeah. big stage. Well, well like, you played Tony. I squeegeed the deck when it was wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> that's why. Okay, so you worked at Kane Park. Worked at Kane yeah. Park and was around all the theater shows and whatnot. And my, and I had friends who were in theater. I just never thought of doing it. You know, mm. people did it. I just and I would watch and I just kind of passively doty doty dode through much of my life. <laughs> yeah. Not according and, to your resume, but yes. But um I just kinda like, you know, was watching them and then I went to college and I was like, you know, I knew I had to do something fun. Okay. I was real clear about that because my father hey, he did his job. Really hated it. What was his job? He was he worked for United Airlines. He was a sky cap reporter, yeah. yeah, carried yeah. bags, sure. Oh, sure. service. Yeah. And Lord have mercy, he hated them fucking Peckerwoods. Yeah. Okay, because they dogged him bad. Yeah. 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 They, my father got dog bagged anyway. You yeah. know. Well, he was a black man in America, so you know. In, in a certain that. time period. <laughs> in a certain yeah. time period yeah. too. Yeah. Right. Right. So he, you know, but the the fringe benefit of that job though, which was amazing, is I got to see, I got to travel because oh. I got passes. Yeah. And he got to travel too. Saw a lot of shit. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Traveling. And traveling is the best education I think I there think is. So. It's the best. But so I went away to college. Which was? Which was Ohio University. Mm-hmm. And knew I had to have fun because my father hated his job. And uh, get to freshman orientation. And I'm like, I think I'll be a disc jockey. Yeah. <laughs> because you could play records all day. Yeah. And then that would be fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I get to freshman orientation and have a little questionnaire, you know, what are your interests? And I said, oh, I sang in the choir in high school and la, la, la. And my advisor just happened to be Stan, uh, I think his last name was Lee, who was the lighting designer in the School of Theater. Little did I know that as many students as they, they steer towards their department, they get funded for. But yes. nevertheless, he, he, he gently steered me to the theater department. Yes. Over there. He's like, kicked me into the theater department. Where I was like, the freshman track was like, you know, movement 101, voice 101. I'm like, this is cool. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is easy. Yeah. I don't have to read anything. He's like, really? No, it's terrible. Um, but it was easy. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted. Yeah. And so I got into the theater track, and I didn't suck. Yeah. I kept not sucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, audition. They called me brash because you know the good thing was I didn't know what a good program it was. I had no fucking clue. I was just doty doing doty. Yeah. Yeah. And I doty doty doed into that. And got in, and they trained me, or they gave me <clears throat> the soil uh, from which my training and experience would grow. Yeah, and um, so I'm very grateful for that. And then I moved to New York. I had a whole slew of classmates that had gone before me, and uh, this is deep. I got my equity card 
the first month I was here. Huh. Wow. I got a job, like, the first week I was here. What year was that, would you say? That was the bicentennial year, 76. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> now, the first job I got was, like, a narrator at this, like, puppet show. I had a friend who I was friends with uh, all the ladies in the dance department. Nice. Um, and, um, and back in school, and when I got here... A friend, dancer friend, needed this uh, narrator for this puppet show. Non-equity. It was a gig, but it was a gig, right? Yeah. So so I, I was doing that. And then another friend who had gotten into, the at that point, it was called uh, PART, Performing Arts Repertory Theater. But it is now Theater Works USA. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Theater yeah. Works. Right. Charlie Hull, Jay Harnick. Yeah. Uh, so another upperclassman got me an audition for a PART show. This is like... Maybe three weeks in getting here, I get the job. I go out on tour in an equity children's theater bam. show. Huh. Yeah, bam, slam, bam, thank you, man. Pow. Yeah, I was like, all oh, this shit is easy. No, yeah, well, yeah, it, it'll smack you in the head soon enough. Though that will not last long at all. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have an agent when you first When I first got here, I did not. I don't remember when I got my agent because I've only been with one agent. Wow. <laughs> you are a lucky man, Chuck wow. Cooper. Wow. That freaks people out. That's Who's your, who yeah. your agent? My agent, now, the name, the, it has morphed yes. slightly yes, as, you know, business has morphed. It, it, it started out, uh, and he just passed recently. Oh. It started out as Monty Silver. Wow. Monty Silver was my first agent. How has the audition process changed from when you first started to now? <clears throat> I have finally arrived at the place I early on learned that I must seek to arrive at. And that is the point at which you can go into an audition and not give a fuck. Wow. And really not give a fuck. Like, you do your work, yeah. but then when you get in that room, you're like, hey, mm-hmm. take it or leave it. You know, I'm going to do yeah. the best I can. But right, uh, right. And take it or leave it even has, that, that has like a little fever on it. It's not even that. It's like, this is my gift, and this is what I have, this is what I do. And um, sometimes we meet and sometimes we don't. Yeah. And that's cool. And um, just to let it be, and mostly, and to have fun, yeah, which is why I started. Yeah, it, exactly. And and when I do that, when I don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. and when I'm just having fun and playing, I do really well. Yeah. And the moment I start thinking about shit, uh-huh. it goes right down the toilet. That's great advice. That's for all advice. young performers too. How long do you think it took you to learn that lesson? Them to five years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the answer I've heard all day. I love, I love that. I love that. Um, Fair. So let's talk about when you when you were starting out, and I think you had already covered this, but you were open to all sorts of different types of storytelling. Yeah. 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 We're, because I, I, you know, I knew that I, the more hats you were, the better. The, uh, I was curious about different things, and you know, luckily, different things came to me. Um, <clears throat> and I, I guess I had some range to handle it. And where yeah. I didn't, 
I I vigorously went about learning. Um, I remember um, I did my. Let me think about this. It wasn't my first Shakespeare. I'd done a Shakespeare. I had done Caliban and the Tempest at the Alliance. I think before I got this gig, and I got uh, Talos of Phidias and Coriolanus, directed by John Hirsch. Oh, and um, I I don't know that I thought I I, I could not have because I didn't have enough experience, professional experience in the classics to think that I had you know I knew what I was doing. Um, so. I was there very much uh, trying to be present and, and give what I had. Dakin Matthews was in the company. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, Byron Jennings was Coriolanus. Okay. <laughs> so there's some, you, could, you could learn a little there, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Everyone could. <laughs> this was my master class yeah. in how to do Shakespeare. John Hirsch. Byron Jennings, mm-hmm. Jacob Matthews. Mm-hmm. So I just sat there like a sponge and mm-hmm. just listened. And I, I can remember sessions with John where we would go through my text word by word. And I never had so much fun in my life. I, to really, he taught me how to mine the text, how to, how to scrub it, how to excoriate it, how to mold and knead it. And uh, it has held me in good stead for the breadth of the work that I w- have done, I would say. Because uh, there, there are inherent musical um, uh, um, tools uh, hidden in there. And there are um, tools to explicate and understand the drama and and just to grow s- more sensitive to the human condition. And I don't know. I'm going on. No, but it's, no it's, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's true. It's, that's, that's good. That um, will affect you. One of the things that young students who are about to join this profession worry about is, is this word type. Mm. Um, what mm. do you feel about type? Do you like to be typed? Do you feel like you own your type? Is it something that... Now, that is something... I believe, outside uh, of my uh, journey through it, that has changed greatly that I may not be completely up on. Because the uh, what they are asking of these young people now is completely different than what, I, what was asked of me as a young person coming up. Mm. Um, you know, just your social... But my daughter told me that um, the other day they wanted to know how many likes she had. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> In an audition? Yes. Yes. No, we're talking about Lily, who is, had a, who is a very successful yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring Awakening, Alphabet. I mean, this, yeah. this was like a little while back, but it was after Spring Awakening. It was like they asked her how, many, how many likes. Drop my microphone. That is what, insane. You know what I insane. That's I can't even, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have. I got eleven. I got eleven to twelve likes. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> she's she's plowing through it. Oh, yeah. But but I, I you know that's one I I got to say I don't know, babe. You know I can help her in other places. But yeah, right. You know. Um, what was so. the um? 
when you're so you're in New York City and you're you're plugging away, you come back from your theater works tour, when or your part tour, mm-hmm. um, when what was the first job you had where you're like, hey, it's gonna work out, like I'm, <laughs> well, you know, or, or at least I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this, or right, like, this right, is in the right, right direction, the next level, you know, like uh-huh. yeah, exactly, like where it's like, hey, I'm really paying, I'm getting good food, wow, <laughs> right. well, uh, that might have been, um, I got an industrial. Which were very, we've talked to a lot of people. They were very popular. Oh in yeah, sixties, seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you could really make a good. Look it was yeah. nice. It was like it was as nice as Broadway. Uh-huh. Or I hadn't done Broadway yet, so I can't really speak definitively on this. But it was really good because it was all Broadway people doing industrials. Yes, yes yeah. yeah. What was the industrial? It was for Exxon. Nice. Exxon's a winner. Exxon's the best. Exxon is better than all the rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his <laughs> best date. It's great. Oh, God. That I can't remember like people who helped me in the business, but I remember that shit. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Well, that rhyme. Okay. No. All right. Good. Yeah. Good old oil. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you're making like I don't have a comma in my paycheck yet. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen for a while. Mm-hmm. But it was nice. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, back then, 700 bucks a, uh, a week was, you know, was a lot of fucking yeah. money, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So, like, um, I'm doing this industrial for Exxon, and we're traveling first class everywhere. They are flying us first class. We are staying in nice hotels with the per diem that you you know eleven to five dollars a day. You could just spend your per diem yeah. and keep the money you make, right. and that was really special. And then I may have pro- the same thing kind of in uh, my first national tour, which was uh, UB. Oh, um, again, production contract on the road, per diem, young, single. I just gotten married. At at, at uh, UB when I went on the road, yeah. So I'd, I've been on the road and other stuff. Tap dance Not, kid, yeah. To, but that came that came later. Tap dance okay. kid yeah. later. Uh, probably was like regional theaters or stuff. But I'd been on the road. Children's theater did a lot of that. Okay. But um, but those are the first. That's you know the that industrial the production contract where I was like I thought you know, that was nice. Yeah. And you know children were coming so. That balance of it, it soon evaporated. That that sense of opulence. <laughs> well, yeah, work becomes a, a necessity in order yeah, to yeah. You know, make your life happen. Yeah. And you made your Broadway debut in uh, Amen Corner. Amen Corner. Yeah. yeah. Based on the James Baldwin play. That's right. I gotta go see this movie. Yeah, um, I'm not your Negro. Have you seen it yet? Uh, my family members have. Oh, yeah. My wife's family has. Yeah, we went to see it. Uh, well, we tried to go see it. I don't know. It was a week and a half to go. My brother, my son, and I, and um, it was sold out. But I got to get back. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, let's get the That's a good thing. There. I yeah. wish it was showing more places. I know. I do too. I'm sure yeah. it will. I yeah, it has to. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Did you like life on the road? Did you like the road? <laughs> uh, the road is long. Okay, I'll try to do that. 
but it's it's, it's tough. It's something out there, man. You know what? You know when I was young and crazy, and even when I was, you know, the road is crazy, mm-hmm. too crazy. It is. It's too damn crazy. Okay. Yep. Can't. Very few uh, can go out there and keep your shit together. Mm. All of your shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, so I will say that about the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, see a lot, travel a lot. That's good. Sounds good. Yeah. So let's go back to Nothing's all one thing. That Broadway debut. Yes. With Ruth Brown, right? The Ruth Brown. Yeah. Tell us about what it's like to work with the Ruth Brown. She was just, uh, Ruth. She was like, uh, Somehow, you know how she's like a, like um dense. She was like, you know how they say uh, uh, like a smallest particle of like a black hole is like so dense that it's like really really heavy. Ruth was like that. Only it it was it was light. It was it was she was dense with light, and so when she would sing, it would be this illuminating thing where where a note would just like just expand, 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 keep expanding every time it came out of her mouth. She was just, I used to just watch her and see where she sang from. Because people say you're the the center or the place from which you sing can be a little a slightly different in, in, in every person. And uh as I watched her sing, it, you could say that it was like so deep, so such a familiar deep hurtful, loving, wonderful place. Place of just great character and great uh, dignity and great um, there was suffering but there was love and uh, she was so special. I'll never forget forget her. Miss Ruth Brown. Yeah. Post some Intimidated by working with this the higher level. Uh, again, you know, I so much of my life I went through Dodi Dodi Do that I I got in the show, um, and I was like, okay, well, this is Broadway. Let's yeah. see what this is. Yeah, and uh, I'm up there with Reddy Hughes and Roger Robinson and Keith, the late Keith Amos. He died shortly after that show. And uh, Helena, Joyce Wright, Helena, and uh, so, uh, Jeff, and my, my big brother, Jeffrey Thompson, was like my understudy, which was like so weird. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, oh man, that company was a great company. It was uh, full of... What um, do you like out of a director? What, what to you is a successful actor-director collaboration or relationship? Where I feel safe in the room so I can play. Uh, and a, a person who, who uh, I, I feel safe with. And a person who can succinctly speak on the concept of either the given situation or the 
artistic uh, goal or um, some aspect that falls within their purview to speak on mm. um, with clarity and uh, eloquence, hopefully, and maybe even a little inspiration. Um, Can you think of any director specifically where you felt that was all achieved? Mm-hmm. Ruben Santiago Hudson. Mm. Um, who directed you in? Who directed me many times. Uh, and Jitney down at Two Rivers. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, two Trains Running, Piano Lesson. Piano Lesson, yeah. Uh, Valerie Curtis Newton is definitely uh, one. Uh, Donnie Scardino. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Michael Blakemore. Um, um, that's a great list, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've you've yeah. worked with some of the best, and they've been lucky enough to work with you. So that's yeah. a good relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the art of being an understudy. Ah, because it <laughs> is an art. I yeah. know a little something about that. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> I know a little bit about that. Okay. Because you know. I've done a bunch of shows, but a lot of those were covers. There was a yeah. There's a. I'm just gonna say a couple shows named uh, Rumors, right? Um, Getting away with murder, the Sondheim play. (laughs) Great stories there. Oh, I want to hear about that. Passion. Uh, Uh, Someone who will watch over me. Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you eventually took over, and Uh someone will watch over me. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, What's how, how do you navigate that? That is the toughest job in show business. I think so. And it's also the greatest training ground. Because the great thing about covering is you can steal the good shit and you can leave the other shit. (laughs) Truth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's like so cool. Yeah. You go, "Um, that shit? No. No. Oh, that's good. I like that. And and that's that's really cool. And uh, you get... The, it's the trial by fire that that you're on in however mm-hmm. long bring it that thing to be in the, the is a great trainer you know i'm sure it's how they get soldiers to be able to go in the war over and over again you know yeah. once you get through it once you face the bullets once you do it you can do it. Let's talk about the first understudy job you had on Broadway, which was okay. which was rumors, which is rumors, right? Which is uh, a funny. It's done at every high school in America, I think. Oh wow! That's yeah, cool. yeah. Well, of course, it's a great farce. And talk about that original cast. Um, who, did, who did you Christine get? Christine Baranski. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> She's so sweet and so amazing. The scene. There's a scene. I don't know if it's in the play. It probably has to be in the play because she invented it. Where she she's so freaked out that you know the 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 farce is just going way out of control, and she turns and all of a sudden she has two cigarettes. She's a cigarette in one hand, a cigarette lit two two lit cigarettes, one in one hand, one in the other hand, and she's trying to smoke these two cigarettes. Oh my god, it's got to be in there anyway. Uh, yeah, Christine Baranski and Ron and Jessica and oh my god. Now this play, I don't know. Is it your high school didn't do it? No, my high school didn't do plays. Oh, really? Just the musicals? No, it's like barely even Ron Lehman wow. and Jessica Walters oh my and goodness. Andre Gregory, Walker. Was Andre in Gregory. Joyce Van Patten, Dick mm-hmm. Latessa. 
Is it Neil yeah. Simon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it's everybody hilarious. and their mother. It's, <laughs> yeah. The wow. great comics. Yeah. It's very, very funny. Um, so I was understudying Charlie Brown. The great Charlie Brown. The great Charlie Brown. Who, like the MP in House of Blue Leaves, comes in at the end of the play to wrap things up. <laughs> okay. Uh, which, like, only Charlie Brown can do. And uh, so I covered his track, and I got to go on. Not much, but I did get to go on. I want to say maybe twice. Maybe twice. But I remember the the stars. There's several times that stars have been kind of funny when an understudy goes on. Mm. This was kind of one of those times <laughs> because um, uh, I'm, you know, I've done my understudy rehearsal and I'm on my little game, and it's you know, Charlie's out. I'm on. Uh, I get there, and uh, my stage manager says, "Ron wants to see you in this dressing room." I think we were at the the Broadhurst. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. And his dressing room was downstairs, so we had to go downstairs to Ron's dressing room, <laughs> a realm I had hitherto never ventured. Into. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I go to Ron's dressing room, and he's sitting there. He's doing his thing or whatever, and he just he leans over me, and, and he like gives me this long look, and he just says. Just give me the eyes. <laughs> yes, Mr. Lee. Okay. <laughs> Just give me the eyes. Just give me the eyes. <laughs> Good pep talk. Good. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I needed wow. that yeah. before I go on right. <laughs> Broadway for the first enough. time. That wasn't enough. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. So you know, uh, when I went on for, I was... Um, Doing, I was covering James McDaniel and someone who watch over me, mm-hmm. and I went on. And Stephen Ray was then super large. You know, th- that was the year he was nominated for a Tony and an Oscar in the same year. Oh wow! Uh, he was nominated for Crying Game and um, someone who watch over me. And so I had my put in rehearsal with him on stage. Because it was only a three-person play. And um, and he was, he like kind of redirected me from what my stage manager and, and you know, these were, these were small things, but there were, there were line readings. There were, you know, there was this, this thing that the way he wanted it, to, wanted it to come from me. And I just remember thinking, wow, okay. I'm not sure why he needs it that way, but uh, I'm I can certainly be fine with giving him that giving it to him that way, and that's fine. <clears throat> but I want to remember this because this I'm feeling is not exactly how I would like to be talking to someone who is coming into a show and into a play. Yeah, to work with them. And so um, I, I I listened and 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 jumped through the hoops and did whatever it was, and it was and as I I say it was no deep thing it, it was just a negation of what I thought I was bringing right, um, and so th- you know that's just two of the 
odd times. Other, you know, other times it's been fun. You know, I was, I, I did, I covered five tracks in um, Passion. I, I was a swinger. I, I swung. Yeah. Now that, that's truly the hardest gig. Because standing by is fun. Because you know, back in the day, you could just call in. Right. You didn't even have to show up at the theater. Nice. You could just call at seven thirty. Is anybody out? Nope. Okay. See ya. Bye. Uh, but uh, then it got you know worse than that. So I'm I'm swinging. You had to show up because anybody could be out. I'm covering five at least five tracks. I'm sure I went on for four of the five. The soldiers. You know, yeah. Yeah. In passion. And so I'm covering like two tenor tracks and three baritone tracks because you got to learn, you got to learn yeah. the the voices. And this is Sondheim. This, this is, is like not the easiest. This music. is Sondheim. The, the, the Stephen Sondheim. And he don't write no easy shit. No, it's all beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah. but you know. So I'd learn that, and then I had to learn their you know their track. You know what bed they moved, what chair they moved, what, you know, so I had a, like a book for each one and la la la. I mean, oh. I mean, that was like really helps you break things down. You, you know, if you break it down and you, and you're having a trouble with it, that means you need to break it down some more. Mm. And if you're having trouble with it, you break it down some more until you get it. Wow. It's terrifying. I would be terrified. <laughs> it is one of the hardest jobs on Broadway. I well, you understudy too, right? I've only understudy. I've never swung, but You're, like it's yeah. understanding. I relate. Oh to yeah, the, but the, the oh, but you never swung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, never. I mean, it's, it's so hard. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, like it it's, is, it's just, especially a new show where oh, they yeah. might be changing stuff in right. rehearsals, uh, and you're yeah, like, wait, yeah. that okay? Now you're not moving stage left. Yeah. You're moving stage right. Okay. You yeah. Know? And nowadays, with all the pneumatics, you know, you don't get. A whole hell of a lot of rehearsal, you know. Maybe you put in, maybe with the elements, the lights, the costumes, and the set pieces flinging by, you know, in passion. They had these huge fucking panels that would go, you know, on these, you know, winches from control down the basement on computer, you know, these huge panels. You in the wrong place, you get clocked. Okay? I mean, I mean, we, you know, you've all heard stories of, you know, folks who've had injuries, you know. Now, let's talk about uh, a show that fascinates us, which is Getting Away with Murder. <laughs> which didn't. Which didn't. <laughs> Everyone was very excited at the very, time. You it's know, the first time George Firth. Uh, a murder mystery. That's what Sondheim loves. Right. Wow. And uh, didn't it go so What happened? Well, I like to dog this one. <laughs> they dogged me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they dogged me. Um, but, you know. Maybe they didn't, you know. That's that's, that's like it's uh, easy for me to say. You you as soon as you think you can expect something, as soon as you think something's yours, um, you can be corrected on that. <laughs> the universe will correct your ass. Go, no, that was not for you. <laughs> and so. Um, I'm doing the show. We, you know, uh, I, I cannot forget this name on the director's list: Jack O'Brien. Oh yeah. Um, we had a great time out at the Oak Globe, and um, it was wonderful. Uh, you know, I thought you know it was fun. So we we're going to transfer. Oh boy, we're going to transfer. This might have been. The first time that I had done an out of town on a show, oh. maybe I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm expecting. You know, we're back in the city. We did our run. 
I'm expecting, you know, I should be hearing my, my people should be hearing from their people um, at any time. And it never happened. And then I see the marquee goes up. They didn't have the names of the actors. At this. The marquee went up. And I thought, what is up? So I call my agent. They make a call. They're making a change. They're going with Frankie Faison for my part because uh, our producer, Roger Berlin, um, I, this phrase was coined, and I'll never forget it. They wanted to up the marquee ante by getting stars. They replaced Becky Baker with Christy Ebersol, and they replaced me with Frankie Faison. The rest of the company were apparently big enough stars. Um, Terry Mann and... Uh, John Rubenstein. John Rubenstein. Yeah, well, John Rubenstein. I'll get yeah. a great story about that later. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, I get the call, and um, I'm not in it. And I just went, wow, that's deep. Had to be with that for a minute. And then, uh, at this point, I've got how many kids? Uh, let me see. Eddie went, so so at least Eddie and Alex. I'm not sure Lily was born yet. It might have been just Eddie and Alex. I got two kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, let me see if I can cover. So I call my I call my people to call their people, and he says, you know, Chuck would like to cover. I know the part. Hello. I created it. Uh, <laughs> and um, and they say, okay, fine. And so I, uh, that was a piece of eating crow that um, still sticks a bit. But, you know, when I think about, you know, it's all perspective. It's all perspective. Because, you know, I'm getting paid to, to play less pretend. And my father certainly... Uh, had many things happen on his job that were far worse than that. So, sell perspective. Um, so I understudy, and uh, gosh, what happened? The first thing happened was they moved the set from San Diego to New York. Someone didn't measure something. The set is six to eight feet too big for the theater that we go into. Oh. So, so <laughs> and now you're now you're like can watch everything happen yeah, because you're the understudy, so right. you're like observing I, the shenanigans. Totally, now. totally, totally. Which is kind of the best thing, you know. Um, okay, the set's yeah, too big. Right, right. right. Set's too big. So to solve this problem, <laughs> the, the set there's a the portion of the set that is too big is like an elevator, and scenes happen in the elevator that people could have could see in San Diego, but no longer can see because the fucking elevators in the wings. So. <laughs> They install cameras on the set in the elevator set scene and put TV screens on the proscenium. And don't you know, they had folks coming up in there playing Broadway places to watch TV. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, they did. (laughs) What? Yes. That was the solution. Oh my goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. True story. On a True story. If I'm lying, I'm flying. Yeah, man. Uh, So they had the TV monitors and people watched the elevator scenes on TV. 
And if that wasn't bad enough, so uh, and then one night, this was hilarious. I was up in my dressing room. I did not, I did not witness this. I only heard this over the squawk box, <laughs> and 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 witnessed the the the, the fallout afterwards. <laughs> but at the end of the first act, <clears throat> John Rubenstein, who plays. The doctor, the shrink. There's a, the the premise is uh, he's a shrink, and his patients are the seven deadly sins, or they're all the seven deadly sins. That he has it, and he's the shrink, and he, um, you know, and uh, over the course of the first act, he just gets tired of these whiny, crazy people, and in a fantasy, at the end of the first act, he's supposed to take out, unbeknownst to the audience, that it's a fantasy, takes out uh, a revolver, and uh, shoots them all. They're all on stage, and he just shoots them all. Well, one night, the, the revolver didn't work. So John Rubenstein ran around the stage strangling everybody. waited for it. They, they waited for it, you know. There was some some would feign running from him, you know. <laughs> By the time he got to, to Candace Chappelle, she just fainted dead away. <laughs> Strangled them. <laughs> That's genius. It's taking forever, too. Oh, my God. We're, oh, we're on the squawk box. Like, we're listening on? to the show. We're like, That's not the show. Wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa. What happened? Whoa. <laughs> you know that moment when, like, you know something changes in yeah, the show. And yeah. it's like it's like the record the stops. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, something's wrong with the world. Huh. You know? Yeah, it feels that way. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, oh, man. Now, that. This show doesn't run very long, though. So, in and out, yeah. right? Yeah. What's that? In and out. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't yeah. it was, oh no, man! It was, it was, not it was a hit. like oh, five minutes. I mean, it was slam bam. Thank you, man. Now we think this is very cool on your resume. So you do uh, understudy cover, understudy cover, then featured an Tony Award. How about that? Like, bam! I mean, you had been working. I'm, I'm fascinated by this as well because the life didn't just start in '97. Mm. It started in 1990 off Broadway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like. That's quite a gestation period for a piece. No kidding. That you, so you auditioned for it, and then you, you had been working on it? Is there... Auditioned for it? I mean, before all When we did it at the West Beth. What year was that? 90, yeah, 90 I think. Yeah. yeah. It was like 10 years, or almost 10 years. Well, it was 90, 96, 97, so seven years? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Might, I'm thinking it's a little bit longer than that, but... Yeah, sure. I'm going to check that shit out. Whatever. Um, so, 90, we auditioned. <laughs> Oh my God! It's a beautiful sunny day. <laughs> uh, we get at that time, like you get the call on our beeper or something, and you service, uh, service yeah. right? So we go down. I'm I'm sitting. I said West Beth down on uh, down the village, way down on the on the west side, at this warehouse. Wonderful thing that Arnold Engelman had put together and made. It was a wonderful space. Is it still there? Do you know? I don't know. That I don't know. Uh, um, anyway, it was Arnold Engelman's space, and he was key to this whole journey. But anyway, um, I'm sitting there with Lilius White and Pamela Isaacs, as I recall. There may have been other folks there, um, and we're sitting there, and we, you know, we're kind of, we kind of, kind of lips poked out because we're down there, and we're like, these white people. Got us down here in the middle of nowhere playing pimps and whores. The fuck is that about? Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
how the, what the fuck they know about some pimps and some whores and why we got to be pimps and whores. And so we we dealt with that for a minute. <clears throat> and then, you know, as we all going up. Now, Lil had done Barnum with with uh, Cy. Yeah. So she wouldn't audition, really, I don't think. She was just, like, hanging out or something or... I know he. I mean, lo- I mean he loved her. I mean, he yeah. Loved her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, who's, what's not to love? Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, I I go in. I'm by myself. I go in. I sing for Cy Coleman and Joe Layton. Right. Who was the original director? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and Cy comes up. He goes, oh, you know. And Cy comes up and and moves the guy off the piano, and and plays. Uh, I think it was like, don't take much. He says, uh, just sing a little bit of this for me. He says, don't take much. And he's, you know, he works it out. And, and so Sai's playing for me. And I'll never forget looking down at Sai's hands because he has these stubby little hands and these little fingers, short fingers. I'm like, how is this sound coming out of this piano with those hands? And so I sing the, the, the thing that he taught me. And I get the gig. And um, it was amazing. I'm there, you know, first of all, Lilius White, Pamela Isaacs. It's a really huge loss that right after that show, Pamela Isaacs went away because, oh my God, actress, singer, extraordinaire. Yeah. Amazing, amazing instrument she had. Yeah. And and you know we all know Miss, Miss Lilius White. Yeah. And so we did we did this thing down at Westbeth, and um, <clears throat> it was uh, they 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 liked it a lot. They had some problems, you know. We had to tweak it and whatever. And we all got to know each other, okay, and got to know Cy. So I got to know us and Joe. Cy Coleman stayed with. Sharon Washington, Lilius White, and Pamela Isaacs and myself through seven or eight years and a different director from Joe Layton to Michael Blakemore. Cy Coleman always called, when he was doing a backers audition, he would always call us up, ask us if we would do it. He always paid us. Wow. And you know, we it got to be like, we were like, huh, this shit ain't happening. If Sack Coleman can't get a show, well, right, right, up, then it ain't happening, right? It was, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Mr. City of Angels, Mr. You know, yeah, exactly. uh, Barnum, Sweet Charity, yeah. right, right, right. Sweet Charity. So, and so we just went, okay, well, if they want to pay us to go sing these songs, and they were great songs, and you know, so the longer you sing a song. <clears throat> the more you own it, the more, oh, yeah. the more you know. So we've been singing those songs for seven years before we went to Broadway. So you know, I, l- listening to Lilius White sing "The Oldest Profession," I have heard her sing that song a lot. Okay, a lot. I have never heard her sing it the same way twice. Huh. And it has always gotten better every time I've heard it. That's a, that's a, yep. <laughs> and and she just got it like that. And oh my god, 
I was freaked out. I was freaked out because I had to sing after her. <laughs> her song, her big number, well, one of her big numbers. She had many. Yeah. But um, that one came really, I, I enter on the heels of that song. When the applause dies enough, I enter. And so having to sing after her was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> well, let's sing it. Again, it was good training. You know, it, was yeah. like, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I got some shit. That's right. What was that Tony Awards experience like? How that was, was that? that was awesome. Was that okay, your first Tony Awards going to you know? Oh yeah, well, obviously performing, but like totally, yeah. totally my first, totally my first. Okay, here's how it was. I wasn't really paying attention, as as I've told you before. I was doty doty doing. The show was up. Everybody knew. Everybody knew it was May. You know, everybody knew Tony Awards come on. I know this now. I didn't know this then. I didn't pay any attention. Uh, we just happened to be recording the cast album the day the nominations came out. So I get up. I, you know, get to work. Uh, I don't know. We had like an early call, 10 o'clock something, to, go to record the cast album. Every, and every, the door opens on the elevator, and, and everyone looks up and like this gasp in, in the company. And I'm, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> and they say, you got nominated. I'm like, what? I got nominated for a Tony. Because, oh, yeah, I'm on Broadway. <laughs> oh, my God. You can get nominated for a Tony when you're on Broadway. Yeah. And it happened to me. What the fuck happened to me? <laughs> okay. And, wow. So... So now we're on Broadway. Um, you know, just got divorced. Um, like all this stuff. My my mother died. My all this crazy stuff was going on at the same time. Uh, and so it was wonderful, and it was horrible, and it was wonderful, and it was horrible. Uh, and anyway, Night of the Tonys comes. Who do I take to the Tonys? Okay, I'm seeing a lady. I'd lived with my ex-wife for a million years, 14 years. Who do I sit next to me while I sit there and get my Tony? My father was in town. Who do I go to the Tonys with? So I decide I'm going to take my son. I took my son, Eddie. And my son, Eddie, and I sat there in, I don't know, the fourth row Radio City Music Hall. And that was so cool. My father was up in the balcony. Oh, wow. Yeah. My father saw me win a Tony. That's, that's like, that's beautiful. Yeah, man. And my son. And my other two kids who were watching at home. Yeah. Yeah, it's time. Carolina or Change. Oh, Carolina dude. Change has got to be one of my... Favorite musicals. No kidding. Yeah, and for real, I saw yeah. it in. I saw it off Broadway at the Public, which you were in. Oh. I never got to see it on Broadway because I was on tour with Les Mis at the time. But oh, cool. I saw it at the Amundsen, which oh, you came in to do. Right, as well. right, right, right. Um, how did that get into your orbit? What was that experience like? And uh, and I'd love to hear a little bit about Janine Tesori. Oh my Janine! Yeah, 
Because uh, you put your mark on that role. I mean, that's wow. all you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, that, that's that's Janine and George and I mean, the, you could tell it was a collaborative effort. I mean, like the... Yeah. Okay. When do you get to work with George Wolfe, right. Tony Kushner, <laughs> and Janine Tesori? On a musical. I mean, like... Yeah. But uh, that re- that feels like a play, really. Right. You know what I mean? Well, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Well, it is. It's a, what it is. It's a sung through opera is what it is. I agree. It is like... It is a, was a sea change. Uh, or not, uh, not a change, but a... Um, a movement, an unflowering of the American musical. Agreed. I remember George saying to Janine that uh, the dryer had to be, he, he said, you know, just whatever we had needed to be expanded or, or loosened up a bit or something. And Janine, you know, in her amazing way, went back and changed something or other. And, and in my head, it just went, ding, oh. And it became what it was. And the same is true for... Uh, the president is dead. I remember sitting at the piano. I love sitting at the piano with composers. I got to sit with Cy and get to sit with Janine. And uh, why? And we, because they're so intimate with the music. Yeah. And how they play the music also tells you something about it. And how they sing it. Yeah. You know, many of them don't. They don't. They don't have great voices, but it's so important to listen to how they sing it. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I would sit, sit with her and we'd sculpt it out and it, it was, she hung it on me. And she would like, what you were giving her, she'd be like, oh, let's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. do a little yeah, bit. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, like a phrase like, uh, drifting driverless, moving slow. Yes. I, I, I remember the day we did, we discovered that. We're sitting. She said, "Drifting, driverless, moving slow," or something. And I said, "Drifting, driverless, moving slow." And, and we were like, "Yeah." Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I dreamed a dream of days to come where sponsorship is high and money is forthcoming. That's beautiful, Kevin. I really added a voice onto that one, too. (laughs) I really was trying to go for something there. Listeners, we love creating this podcast, but it does cost money. Please don't make me sell my Angel record. Oh, my gosh. The original cast recording of Angel. That, like, nobody has. Nobody has it. If you like what we are doing and want us to keep doing more of it, please head over to patreon.com. What? That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Pat Rion. I feel Pat Rion. Yeah, Pat Rion. Rion. Pat Rion. Yeah, and once you're there, search for Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends. And of course, we don't expect to give without receiving some great rewards. Such rewards include behind-the-scenes videos, shout-outs on future episodes, Ooh. or episodes, depending on what part of the country you're from, because <laughs> I said episodes, and early access to some of our podcasts. Hell, for the right price, Kevin and I will come to your apartment and act out all of Agnes of God. <laughs> yeah. So head over, friends, to P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com to help us out. Hold up. 
Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 